0: time for Overlook Stocks. Let's bring in George Tillis and discuss movers that you missed in today's action. George, let's go over to the semiconductor space first. Cree is a chip maker, but very specifically focused on LEDs and lighting. Why is it on your radar today, and why did it have a 12% move?
1: It's a 12% move, and it's also hitting some new 52-week highs for Cree, which, again, does have the LED lighting solutions business. It's in the semiconductor space, but I think it's uh, the other business. This is actually the other business we've talked about uh, with Cree. This is probably the second or third time we've talked about the company OJ in the last year and a half. It really comes down to the uh, the performance power management semiconductor and the radio frequency solution side of their business, which is a relatively new business as of the last couple of years for Cree, which had struggled quite a bit uh, over the last five years, not this year, uh, as it's actually transformed its business, uh, not necessarily as, uh, as concentrated in the LED lighting semiconductor space, because that area has gone down in terms of pricing power and, of course, commoditization effects uh, have really impacted the margins in that division. But Cree is becoming, with its uh, new Wolfspeed division, again, that's their uh, performance power management semiconductor unit, uh, has becoming sort of a leader in the, uh, in the space that is attached to uh, a few of the other Uh, trends we're seeing right now. That includes the renewable energy space, electric vehicle space, and also the telco space. Mm. The primary catalyst today for the company really is the upgrade as well, with JP Morgan upgrading the stock to an overweight from neutral, price target 90 from 85.
0: George, you always do a good job analyzing these companies, Cree in particular, though. I gotta say, you were all over this uh, about a year ago. We've been talking about this company here long before COVID. It had a a big rally in 2018-19. Then it sold off pretty hard. It had a rough earnings in the summer of last year that sent the shares way behind its semiconductor peers. So uh, what has changed since then? And I remember you telling us at the time that this business they were getting into still had a lot of growth ahead of it. So is it about execution that they've done right? Or are they just realizing that growth?
1: They're realizing the growth potential and the execution and the business transformation that we, we talked about, OJ. And, and if you were to look at the financials for, for Cree, monolithic power, you had a chart up just a second ago. I don't know if you can bring it up again, but th- that is their major competitor. And, and if you look at those two charts, they look very, uh, very synchronized together. If You look at Cree itself from a financial standpoint, uh, historically speaking, you would ask a question. And I did. And, wow, this is pretty impressive. This business must have a lot of room to grow, also a lot of uh, adoption of its technologies, and its technologies must be leading the pack. And this is actually what JP Morgan sees with their prospects going forward. The reason I say this uh, going forward is if you look at last quarter's sales, it was down 11%. Profitability was down 18%. They don't have profits on a trailing 12-month basis. It's trading at 12 times sales with negative revenue growth but the price action doesn't really reflect that. So I suggest what's happened here is is the, the OEMs, the original equipment manufacturers that have now partnered with Cree has gained so much traction alongside the EV um, you know, hyper growth that we've seen over the last year, especially in the last uh, you know, a couple of weeks in trading. I think that's part of the catalyst here. And it's all about the forward-looking uh, elements for Cree and of course the earning, earnings expectations going forward. It's not necessarily the past, it's the future. It took some time, and I think the price really slowly, slowly started to reflect this transformational aspect of their business, which again, is primarily in the semiconductors now in the, uh, the radio frequency space, as well as that uh, performance power management uh, division. And their, uh, their brand, Wolfspeed, has become one of the uh, leader, leaders in this space. It just hasn't really reflected, at the very least, from last quarter's revenues or even the revenue from uh, from two quarters ago. But, it, but the price action and also the analyst upgrades suggest there's a lot of promise going forward.
0: George, why, um, uh, George, thank you. I like that one. Um, really good company. I'm thinking about the next one though already. Let's keep going. Net element. George, why did this company take so long, net element, in ETE to garner such attention? I mean, it seems like the payments processing and the payment solution space, we were talking about it earlier in the show, you and I, uh, where do they fit into that uh, dynamic and where do they fit into this, entire space, because it seemed like they were forgotten, pretty much left for dead for like a year and a half until COVID.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a, it's a very small company in It is primarily in the financial technology, mobile payments space, but also has an international transaction payment services uh, business, which uh, that division actually services, like for instance, online mobile, uh, you know, e-commerce, online subscriptions, they also have again payments for uh, web-based game developers and social media merchants. This is another area that web, that, that element is in, but their 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 technologies are really for merchants that are basically forced to accept you know cashless transactions and mobile payments. Uh, the company itself, and here's the kicker, and, and sometimes this happens, and I've talked about this. They did report earnings on the 16th of November, so not too long ago. They actually missed on earnings, and in fact, the uh, the revenues beat, but the revenue growth. Uh, if you were to compare it relative to last year, is down about 7 tenths of a percent. Last quarter, it was also down 5 tenths of a percent uh, or half of 1% year over year. So we're actually seeing decelerating revenue growth as well as uh, comparing the revenue growth quarter to quarter as well as year over year. But the price action doesn't really reflect that. So uh, you know, these are, again, questions you ask. What's going on with the company? There wasn't necessarily an earnings upgrade or an analyst announcement. But I think what's happened here is there's a little bit of lift happening in the stock today because of their of of Google's, you know, mobile technology and mobile payments uh, Mm. uh, uh, announcement. But the other thing is, is uh, the business net element seems to be morphing into a little bit more of a broader business, which includes now the business to business payment business uh, solutions. We've talked about I three verticals. That was a company we covered over the last year that really focuses on business-to-business payments. That has been an underserved market still, and I think Element sees this opportunity. Other thing is marketing solutions, business analytics, and uh, restaurant uh, point-of-sales technologies that are integrated under a unified channel alongside mobile application. So it's not necessarily just a payment solutions company. I think it's becoming a unified sort of business application name. It's taken some time for it to manifest because if you see the price action over the last year, it's very, very volatile. So I wouldn't necessarily say that the last two or three days means we're seeing a major trend reversal, but it appears the business seems to be moving in a broader direction and found some opportunities in an underserved business-to-business payments area, as well as contactless payments and unified mm. mobile apps alongside restaurant, for instance, point-of-sale terminals.
0: They're not necessarily, George, directly a part of Google's rollout, are they?
1: No. Okay, That's
0: the thing, they are not. okay. Hey, 21%, not bad uh, for not even being part of the headline, but clearly they're in the right space, right? I mean, this is what we know, but this stock moves a lot. So heads up, careful trading. They used to be at $1.50, now we're at almost 10 right. and a wild ride over these last six months. Georgia, you've got one more for us, last one of the day. Uh, let's go to Zoom Info, not Zoom. Ticker ZI, careful with the tickers. Uh, But this one actually got a little bit of, it seems kind of validation from the street today. Morgan Stanley upgrades the company, uh, lifts the price target a few more dollars to 53 bucks. Uh, We are in the communications uh, category, but this is more about what, like a sales platform?
1: it is and i'm glad you brought up the fact that it's different than zoom media but in fact zoom media is one of their customers but uh primarily zoom info is a sales intelligence software company it's a cloud company uh it's basically helps some marketing teams for instance create shorter uh sales cycles Uh, they also have uh, the abilities to do for instance contact company searches have web form optimization social selling buyer intent technologies The other thing is recruiting, is another area that uh, Zoom Info's uh, technologies uh, help, of course, streamline business activities in. And it's a recent IPO in June. It has drifted lower since its IPO. The range was somewhere between the, uh, the the range since the IPO has been the $64 and $30. Uh, But uh, after it reported earnings, which were actually pretty favorable, uh, the company's growth on a year-over-year basis was about 56% uh, year-over-year. It's trading around 20 t- 25 times sales, which is actually not too bad, assuming again they can maintain 50 plus percent growth, perhaps in the next two or three quarters. But right now, uh, it's a company that's in the space that seems to be hot, and that includes, of course, uh, uh, you know, business intelligence and sales intelligence software, targeted marketing solutions, uh, marketing optimization, hmm. and as you mentioned mentioned too, Morgan Stanley also is getting out uh, behind Zoom Info with an upgrade. Now, again, they've got an out, outperformed rating on the stock from an equal weight. They did ratchet their price target up about 3 bucks to 53 from 50 They do see opportunities, and they th- also see, again, I think it comes down to last quarter's um, uh, results, were, which were pretty promising. Overall, on a gap basis, not on a non-gap basis, but on a gap basis, they did achieve profits about 3%. Okay,
0: George. So uh, fully digesting strength. I like that uh, message from Morgan Stanley that it's a good company, has a strong business, profitability and uh, a uh, space that also is, of course, very much uh, in love with buy investors when it comes to software, when it comes to sales. Just hasn't been over the last couple months. Zoom info, though, if we did get to that Morgan Stanley price target, would be well above its highs from this fall. George, thanks for the Overlook stocks. Nice work on the movers. Great work covering Cree for us the last couple years as that one pays off for sure.